I'm a fuel-injected suicide machine. I'm a rocker. I'm a roller. I'm an outer controller. This is the Science Fiction Rating System podcast. Uh, my name <laughs> is Sam Draper, and I Not am joined... Not the Well, at times. I am joined, as ever, by Chris Redding. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. Hey there. How is everyone this fine morning? Not bad. Not bad. Good. It's quite a nice morning. Yeah. It's very cold up here, cold and foggy. You had a frost here last night. Mm, crazy. Boiler it's gonna be gave in, up. It, it's going to be an intense winter. Ooh, yeah. intense. Cold, cold winter, apparently. Um, mm. You know where it's not cold? In the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, where it's kind of Australia. Of Australia. Australian apocalypse. I mean, really, it just looks a bit messy. But anyway, mm. that's Mad Max. Let's get to Mad Max, which is our film this week. Uh... The original from 1979, directed by George Miller. The most profitable film of all time until Blair Witch Project. Mm. Made 100 million off a 350,000 uh, Aussie dollar budget. Actually, maybe Australian dollars are worth $1,000. That's what I was trying to yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, like 10 to 1 back then or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so famous for that and also for discovering Mel Gibson. This is his first role. Before we get into the film, do you know the story about him discovering Mad, uh, Mel Gibson for the role? No, no. So Mel, Gibson, hit, hit us. Mel Gibson didn't want to be an actor, and he was oh. driving his friend to an audition uh, for Mad Max, and in the night before, Mel Gibson had been in a drunken barroom brawl and had mm-hmm. been beaten up, and his face was all black and blooded. Mm-hmm. And the casting director saw him in the car and thought, who's that? We want, we want people who are a bit weird for this film. And... <laughs> Do you want to come in and audition? Yeah. And that's how you got the part. Well, However, sport for choice in Australia. But yeah. that that is also complete bullshit. That's what Mel Gibson oh. tells people. It's not actually true in any way. He went to acting Isn't school. It? He went to he went to drama school and Oh um, Mel. He was basically picked by George Miller for his looks. Oh, oh. Mel, you you liar. That's horrible. How bad's that? Oh, really yeah. bad. I mean, he, we know he's a piece oh, of shit, but like man. <laughs> Anyway, it's so a talented Mad Max. director. Oh, okay. I think he's a good director. I've not think I've seen any of his films, I don't think. Apocalypto. Never Apocalypto. seen it. Apocalypto. Oh. Braveheart. Yeah, Braveheart's alright. I hate Braveheart. I have seen no, that. I That's hate terrible. Braveheart as well. Oh, so Mad Max, anyway, had you both seen Mad Max before? Uh no, I don't think I have now. No. <laughs> no. I thought I had, but I don't I think, think I, I have mentioned now, last time it. that a lot of people have seen Mad Max 2 and think they've seen the first We've one. We've seen it by is... proxy because yeah. a lot of stuff is in other stuff, right? Totally, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, see, I, I hadn't seen it until about a year ago when I watched it. And let's get into it. So we're all quite fresh, this. So it is, um, I think it's described as the near future. It's, it's not kind of. A, do you know when I want to know when it is? It's uh, 1984. Oh, right, okay. So five yeah, years because, after the thing. Yeah, there is a date written on one of the signs that says December 6, 1984, and the MFP sign at the Halls of Justice uh, says that the MFP was established in 1983, so it must be the mid-80s. Right, OK. Yeah, mm. there you go. So it's an unspecified sort of apocalyptic future where society is crumbling but hasn't crumbled. It's a very unique setting, isn't it, in a way? I can't mm-hmm. think of another film like this. Yeah. Um, where well, it's Rover. Made... I told you... Rover, oh, of course, the Guy Pearce one you said to mm. yeah. watch, yeah. Um, 
you're sort of left to join the dots yourself as to what's still around yeah. and what's not, aren't you, really? Like, mm. clearly it's, the police are there, but they're not really in... No, they're not great, are they? They're just yeah. looking at naked women and stuff. I mean, it's <laughs> from from the off, this is one of the things it has. You go, yeah, this is kind of... like I, I've not seen... You know, I've seen this in a million things, but is this the first time we've seen this kind of... Yeah. This vision of the future, which is in... Which was copied a billion times over in... It reminded me of, like, Carmageddon. It reminded me of that. I had... Um, some choose-your-own-adventure books that were a bit like Mad Max. Uh, I think a lot of that, though, comes from the second film, doesn't it? Where it is the real apocalypse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one, um, yeah, things have gone bad, but not totally bad. We start with uh, me, Knight Rider, <laughs> on the run from the police. It's a crazy yeah. in a car, and it kind of builds the whole world very quickly. You get a sense of the fact that, basically, it's the Australian... Is it the Outback? Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like I know, Australia in the seventies might have been like this all over. It's quite a quite a new place, quite desolate looking. I'd you never know. Um, We're just going to diss Australia in this, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's very quaint, isn't it? Though how it looks like they, England in the fifties or something. It does, it? doesn't like, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all talk a bit English, and you've got like phone boxes and and post mm. boxes, things like that. But like, not like they look like they've been made as a prop. Though they're not yeah. like proper phone boxes are they i don't know whether yeah. they australian phone boxes were like that i don't know well i, I think they probably were because australia had that kind of like you're on a film set version of england vibe to me in, in when you got out of the okay. big cities yeah, yeah. do you think mm. like a sort of fake version of just writing um, down all these disses just so we're, <laughs> we're dealing with later but also kind of the wild west it's very uh deserty wild westy isn't it as well yeah hamlets in the these little towns in the middle of the desert no middle of nowhere that kind of it's very vibe. like it's a, probably the best place to shoot a post-apocalyptic film it's mm. yeah. yeah yeah and it's helped by the, the actors like the so it's a police chase opens a film mm. and the actors don't look like actors do they They look like they're a bit overweight no. a bit scruffy mm. they're not like made up to look anything other than like very normal and very sort of i mean it feels yeah. very independent indie doesn't it it is an yeah. indie film but he's hit the key elements because they, they've got that kind of leather. It's a simple uniform, but they are all wearing a kind of a leather uniform, aren't they? Yeah. And all the cars that they've got those really. I mean, the cars are wicked. The, the, the cars in the beginning, I think, were brilliant. Yeah. They've got all those really cool cars mm. and yeah, and the, the yellow and people and are. Yeah. yeah, just the way they're painted. Yeah, that's all. That all that build, all that stuff at the very beginning is just. I would say, sorry. The strongest bit of the film, really, the beginning. I, I totally agree. Yeah, mm. it's the best bit of the film, and that's yeah. kind of what the problem with the film is. Really. Yeah, they build it up really quickly. Uh, we meet yeah. we meet Goose, who's another one. Basically, this chase is getting out of hand because the initial chase people are useless. Goose, yeah. who's more of a badass cop, gets involved, and he goes off on the chase as well. Um, but even he can't stop him. So they kind of all through this Mad Max is like gearing up, isn't he? I didn't realize yeah. this guy did Happy Feet. Yes, yeah. we're gonna get, we'll get to that. Yeah, about his weird, <laughs> his weird future. Um, yeah, Mad Max gears up. He goes on the on the chase and yeah. sort of inadvertently kills the Night Rider yeah. and his girlfriend. It's, and this, uh, this is the catalyst for the whole film, isn't it? Really, it's funny because he gears up and there's all these cutaways, like you know, sunglasses, you know, getting in the behind the wheel, that. But he pulls off really slowly. Like, it's not like he kind of puts his foot down. He pulls off really gently, like round the corner, like your ground or something. Mm. It's like it's kind of the opposite of what you see, like in those that kind of that same shot is well, that same build up's used a million times over. But that person would screech off, and yeah. he's just really like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, he takes down the Night Rider pretty. He, well. he doesn't mean to, does he? I don't think that's the kind no, of implication. Not really. that he's not. He doesn't mean to kill him. He's just trying to stop him. But mm. no, he's just doing his job, man. He's just doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> it's pretty amazing crashes. I mean, that those stunts look nuts. I mean, I think I read they're all just pretty much real. It's all very dangerous. Yeah. Well, that was it's... the thing about the newest one, right? They just it does do good stunts. This guy, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. And the stuff in the new one's insane. Like the rigs mm. and stuff they built to film that, like mm. crazy. Um, mm. Uh, let's just go back to your point about George Miller, though. Yeah, George Miller, the director, who made Mad Max, Mad Max 2, Mad Max 3. And then, yeah, uh, Babe and Happy Feet are kind of his other two <laughs> big mm, films, yeah. which is insane, isn't it? Like, that, what was What's going on there? He did uh, Witches of Eastwick. Which oh, yeah, which, also, yes. But that's, yeah. e- that's equally a very weird film compared to this. It's nothing like this. That's a... Uh, uh, he also was directing uh, the one we saw of the week with Jodie Foster, uh, Contact. He was directing that for a year. Oh, oh right. and they like couldn't get along with him, so they knocked him off to make. He's also making a Justice yeah. League film at one point. He's had a lot of like failed projects, hasn't he? Oh. Um, Poor George. But just oh yeah, you'd go from because like Babe and Happy Feet, he didn't just direct them; he like wrote and produced them. He's like all over them. He's, he's... <laughs> I guess he got through his issues with Mad Max, and then yeah, you know, he did. But back to uh, the film itself. So yeah, Mad Max gets to see his home life. His wife, who uh, plays a mean saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, it's the second hilarious saxophone at home scene we've had. That the first one being in uh, Dream. What's it? Yes, Dreamscape. When he, yeah, Dreamscape. When he went home and played a bit of sax. Yeah, I love that. He's sitting there with a like a like a bourbon like a whiskey, isn't he, on the table? Where's she getting a reeds little... from in like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world? Well, yeah, they run out. Life, they they wear out like after a few days. But their whole life is kind of looks very idyllic, doesn't it? Not post-apocalyptic at all. No, mm. they've got loads of plants everywhere. Yeah, yeah nice. the baby just sits on the table. He's having a nice stiff drink, and she's just in the corner. Huge wooden but, cavern, like big, nice yeah. coastal view. It's all very yeah. nice. It's great. Um, an Australian dream. <laughs> so, they, yeah, they. I mean, within about five minutes, they're establishing that he's got this home life, and it's great. This is really all you need to see of the family. But as we'll see, that's not all you see of the family. No. Um... But yeah, he goes to work. So it's all the whole film is basically this night ride thing dying, isn't it? And his the gang he's a member of want revenge for this death, don't they? That's that is basically the plot of the film. Yeah. Um, and through these early bits, it's quite good because you get a bit of you see the police station. There's like the weird, like freaky looking guys who are making Mad Max's car, the V8 engine, showing mm. how great it is. I love the uh, um, the police chief with the like. Leather yeah. jacket, topless, and then a scarf. And a scarf, yeah. And a big, a big moustache. And he's like, he's like, a, that's a great, like, it's funny, there's some moments, like the names, all the characters' names are brilliant. And there's some kind of moments of almost like, kind of insane genius in some of the characters. And it's a yeah. pity mm. that that spark didn't just get the whole film, you know. It, it's, they've definitely, he's built a deep world, hasn't he? In his mm. brain, at least. And the actors are very clear about that, aren't they? Like, you can tell yeah. the camaraderie in the police and the camaraderie with the gang as well are very, like... Yeah. You, it's very believable, isn't it? You get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I think you're right. The film was at its best when it's showing that. Um, it's so done yeah, a lot there. with that very... with You know, it's not expensive stuff, but it's done a lot with it, hasn't he? Like... Definitely, yeah. The, mm. Yeah, because it's basically, like, one set, isn't it? This, like, disused police thing. And mm. not many people are, is it? But they you do... No. It does do well. Um, and it kind of sets up the kind of the, again, a, the grand theme, which is done better in a lot of other films, which is the whole that the 
the, the police chief thinks that the world needs heroes and that Max is that hero, but Max is all disillusioned and like, oh, I'm turning into e- an evil... Mm. You know, that's the kind of bigger theme, isn't it? The, it is, mm. but I read he didn't realise that till after he'd done the film. Oh, and okay. that the way Mad Max Two is more like that is because the reaction to the film, people saying that about it, that was he's like, oh shit, we've made a modern hero. He didn't actually realise oh. that making it, which I thought was quite okay. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Sort. it's but also it's odd there. because there's a line it, in there. It, it's, it, it's yeah, like the, a... the police chief explicitly says it, doesn't he? Towards yeah. the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Strange, yeah, you didn't also, think that making it. Yeah, and also there's a kind of the, the, the interesting element that they don't go on about is yeah when the, the police chief does that whole speech mm. and then max is seeing in a really cool car downstairs and then you have this kind of nerdy government kind of type guy who implies that they've spent loads of money on that car to kind of lure max back into the police force to kind yeah. of and that's like oh this is interesting like is the government trying to is it easily is he like a pawn of the government against mm. the you know like to keep order is it? and then but it's never really mentioned again and you're like oh okay mm. well that could have been yeah. a, subplot there that could have gone somewhere yeah where do they get all like the gas and oil from you know to in all these vehicles i think that's the thing like it's not there's got to be some sort of central government still running hasn't there like yeah. mm. i kind of like it how they don't explain it though, really how it's just there's, sort of you you know there's a tv kind of isn't there there's news reports and stuff there's, that's true actually See, this yeah. isn't even like the proper outback this is all in victoria i've just read like where mm. it's all shot yeah, because it's actually quite green in a lot of it. But I think it? I think you're meant to think though that this is what's yeah. become of all of yeah. Australia, isn't it? I think that's the idea, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. that in this post thing. Anyway, uh, so we met the good guys. The bad guys are um, Tokotter and his gang. Tokotter mm. played by Hugh Keys Burn. Uh, what do you think of this guy? Pretty good, I thought. Great. Yeah, really great, great performance. I thought. Real sinister presence, isn't he? Real great yeah. things. Really unhinged. Um, Here's an interesting um, little little factoid about this guy. From, this is from Empire Magazine uh, in 2002. Uh, George Miller was worried he wouldn't have the money to hire Hugh Keysburn, a Royal Shakespeare Company veteran. So he's English, moved to Australia in a lot of like proper shit. You know, he's a proper actor. Mm. Um, Keysburn agreed to join the cast, but only if he could bring along the group of actors that would go on to play the gang. So all the gang are oh. his like mates, stuff like that. But not only that, Miller couldn't afford to fly them all um, from Sydney, so instead he paid for the motorcycles they 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 ride in the film to be shipped out to Sydney, and basically Keysburn and this gang they all drove across Australia as a motorbike gang to get to oh, the wow. set to film it. Mm. Um, oh, which that'd be a great film. Yeah, and that's what Miller like. <laughs> that's why he says they're so good as a gang because they basically they become one. They they were acting like a yeah. gang together. It's great. Quite an interesting sort of yeah. Yeah, bit of... that's clever. Yeah, it's kind of proper method without really knowing you've gone proper method. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they also um, the gang they had like a letter from the studio with a letterhead on it saying they were in this production. So if the police stopped them while they were like driving around and stuff like that, they go, "Oh no, I'm just in this film." So obviously they're just doing what they liked as they drove, across, <laughs> which is pretty good. Uh, wow. Yeah, so we meet the gang, and yeah, I mean, he's Tokoto is a pretty sinister presence from the start, isn't he? He like stalks mm. around the ground, and he's they're intimidating the locals. They, they, it, but it concludes them basically going out and raping a couple, don't they? Um, mm. Yeah, fucking their car up, wreck yeah. the car, leash the woman. I think it's implied the guy's been raped as well, isn't it? As he's running off, mm. Um, mm. his pants down, and yeah, uh, but they've left behind Johnny the boy. Uh, he's left behind who 
I'm not really sure what's happened to him. Has he just got like gone too wild with excess? He's gone a bit mad. Is that what's? Yeah. Like, why is so. he left there? I don't get why he's. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird, isn't it? No, I don't know. Because he's like freaking out and stuff. It's just like he's just got too hedonistic. He's just lost his mind. Is that yeah. what's going yeah. on? No, I don't really. I didn't know. Um, but yeah, his character is kind of annoying, but he's meant to be annoying, isn't he? Yeah. And but they they can arrest him, and he's taken to the courthouse. But they, he gets off because no one turns up for the trial. I like this little bit with the the weird like um, the sort of lawyer guy who is oh, like. Yeah. His weird suit, <laughs> yeah, and it all yeah. kicks off with Goose trying to basically kill Johnny Boy in the thing. Mm. And again, like you said, Chris, doing a lot with very little there, aren't they? Because there's not much yeah. in props. I mean, it kind of looks like you could make this for nothing, right? This film, mm. yeah, um, yeah. If you found the environment, you found the sets and stuff, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Um, Other than the the crashes, I suppose. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's just it's great. I really, yeah. All this is, this yeah. Sort of this is nice world building. Um, it's yeah. very quickly going to go downhill, though. So, uh, Joe gets <laughs> off. He goes back to uh, Toe Cutter at the beach where they're enjoying yeah. being rascals. And <laughs> then that's kind of, oh, oh, sorry, we get Goose being killed. So, yeah, Goose goes to karaoke. Goose gets to have a nice <laughs> night out while uh, Johnny Boy wrecks his car. Yeah. And uh, Goose gets. Burned by a kind of reluctant Johnny and Toe Cutter. Yeah, yeah. And we're about halfway through here. Yeah. All going well. Now Max leaves the force. He's like, no, I've seen too much. I can't live in a world where Goose gets cooked. Yeah. He doesn't say that, but he should. <laughs> um, I say. Uh, that's a freebie, that is, Miller, <laughs> the remake. Uh, and he's like, no, I'm off on holiday. And now we get an hour of nothing happening. Yeah. Now, I mean, literally, like the the plot synopsis of this film is, um, you know, that that mad a gang upset. You know, the, the, if you're just distilling this film, it's that Max Max kills the Night Rider. The gang get revenge on his family, and then Max comes back. It takes so stupidly long for them to do something. There are so many scenes where they nearly got a, they yeah. nearly got the kid. It's so annoying. It's like. It really reminded me of the terrible Thomas Jane version of The Punisher. Yeah. The first half hour of that film is him with um, the guy from Jaws having a happy life in the Caribbean. And you're just like, <laughs> the film is called The Punisher. I know something horrible is going to happen to you and your family. Just get it on with so that we can get on with the film. It's so dumb. <laughs> like, it just I mean, wound me up. Like, it, it, it's kind of totally like this bit just derailed the whole film for me. I mean, do you know how many minutes of actual Mad Max we get? How much? There's 16 minutes at the end of the film where he's actually on revenge, you know, the, the revenge oh. train. Yeah. Uh, before that, let me have a look, just scrolling through. So Goose gets cooked at 45 minutes. So that right. gives us a full half hour of oh, of just this terror. Like, it's so boring, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, really boring. Really boring. Chris, what do you think about this bit of the film? Are you still engaged by the holiday trip? Um, yeah, he had like the little musical bit in the bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that that was yeah. that's happened. Yeah. Now the um, holiday. But is oh yeah, this holiday. yeah this is really boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goes and sees someone. It turns into like. Remember that film? Was it called Outback or Walkabout or something? Where just two oh, yeah. kids are just stuck in the outback. Like, mm. it's just quite mm. really quite boring. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's a low point. It's a, it's low, a low half. It's half the film. It's a low half. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that the film recovers. Like, I'm sorry. No, it totally doesn't. I mean, you get the nice... The film. I like the bit when... Um... I can't get over the police chief, like the Freddie Mercury police chief. <laughs> all yeah. the way. Like, it's ridiculous. Once um, he's gone, it does go downhill. Uh, um, you get Toko, a nice little bit of tension where he licks the ice cream. Yeah. That's quite a yeah. nice shot, isn't it? And you quite feel a bit... But she should die there, shouldn't she, really? That's... Yeah. Should... Mm. Probably she gets take... away... Don't they take someone's arm off or something? At that yeah, point she as takes. Well? I mean, because that's. I think the, the weird thing is, really, they're not actually. Tokota has got his revenge and he's happy, isn't he, that Goose has died. Mm. Mm. And then they accidentally run into them again and take this guy's hand, and that's why he's after. Uh, yeah. Mel Gibson, isn't it? Which. Yeah. Mm. It, it properly, a proper film would have had them go after Goose. Get Goose, and then someone say, "But it wasn't Goose that killed the Night Rider; it was Max." And then they'd yeah. be like, "Right, we were wrong. Now let's yeah. kill Max instead." Their their wardrobe is very like like Mel Gibson's wardrobe. It's just like chinos and a <laughs> nice shirt, like really nice clean clothes, isn't it? Like yeah. it doesn't match the world at no, all. No. And also, he like repeatedly doesn't take the threat seriously as well. They keep turning up, yeah. and he's like, yeah. "Well, they've told me it'll be fine. It's probably going to be fine. Mm. You go off by the beach by yourself, and I'm going to mess with this car for a bit. Or yeah. you go in the house by yourself. I'll wander off with a shotgun. You go and get ice cream by yourself. And yeah. they've established it's in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, they're Something possibly being hunted. Yeah, it's just stupid. Um, it just doesn't work, and it goes on way too long. And there's no tension, and you almost start to like when the old woman basically manages to get the whole gang to go in a barn or whatever you're just yeah. like well i'm not even really scared of this gang anymore because they look like it looks pretty easy to overpower them like just losers yeah yeah it's not even yeah. really now i'm not even scared of them anymore it's kind of it really it yeah really ruins it yeah. i don't know it's also the actual when they when they do finally actually kill um max's wife and baby mm. that shot really weird isn't it the way that you could you get the the on camera shot, the on vehicle shot of them driving towards them, yeah, mm. and then you see the shot of them going round, and you don't actually see her get run over, do you? No, no, it's yeah. I can see why they're doing it, but it's just it's just not shot very well, is it? Because you don't you don't really get the impression they have been run down, do you? Really, no. I do. Also, did you? I didn't really. Eh. I was gonna say, why is the mum and the baby running down the middle of the road anyway? Because the car breaks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But why don't they go to why are they? But, but do you know what I mean? There's, there's a, there's it's true, actually. Like, cause they also, just go to they, the side. Or they yeah. give the shotgun to the old woman, don't they? Like, stay yeah. with the woman mm. with the gun. Mm. Yeah. Like, they also, go off to the desert. Yeah. Yeah. And also, the the guys aren't much far behind. They turn up, like, literally a few seconds yeah. after. Mm. It's really stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. Um, it's I all... like it. I was gonna say I like it when they're in the hospital and he's and the doctor is just abs- like an absolute bastard. It's like, yeah, yeah well, but the baby's dead. I mean, that wife's nearly dead. Yeah. He's like standing yeah. just at the door or something, like just listening, and they're just like proper. Maybe I mean, maybe that's part of the. Uh, well, isn't he like? Isn't he like, oh, um, like cause she says, like, oh, he's a zombie out there. He's like, oh, just tell him they'll be fine. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, then Max. So Max is then goes on his little uh, revenge mission, which is kind of a, a letdown, isn't it? Really, yeah. mm. it's yeah. because it's it's definitely the fault of the sequels because everyone's seen Beyond Thunderdome uh, or Mad Max Two or Fury Road, where he says a little. You know, he's very quiet like this film, but he does a lot more, doesn't he? And yeah. 
He's much more the Mad Max you know. Here is just, I don't know, it's just a bit rubbish. He knocks one off a bridge. He kills Tokota by like pushing him in, in the front of a yeah a lorry, which seems a bit cheap. Yeah. There's a weird effect shot of Tokota's eyes. Remember that where like his <laughs> yeah, eyes are all like out bulging his... <laughs> out his skull. Yeah. Um, which I think then... is used for the night rider as well at the beginning. Oh, is it the same thing? Yeah, I think it's the same right. shot. Yeah. And then, yeah, he finishes off by going back to uh, Johnny, who is stealing someone's boots, and he says, I'm going to, you've got to, he handcuffs him to a burning car and says, you can get out of here if you hack your foot off. And And that's that's the end. But that seems the wrong way round, because to me, Toe Cutter was worse than Mm. Johnny the Boy. So it should have been that he did that to Toe Cutter, not to to Johnny. It doesn't, it's almost like the film's making... it's wrong. Like it's they've they've got the wrong characters. Right? Well, I think the thing is though, you you can't imagine Toe Cutter being like that in that scene, can you? No, true. Mm. Yeah, mm. True. Um, that's the problem they've got. Yeah. But you're right. Maybe you should have gone to Johnny Boy first, then and then got on the road. And mm. I don't know. I feel like it, this whole bit feels like budgetary constraints to me. You yeah. can't. They can't do much, can they? So no. What are they gonna do? No. It's, it's a real pity. It's a real yeah, it's pity. A re- it is a real pity. Uh, but I guess the point is there was potential there. There was some good ideas there. Yeah. Um, and that's film. why, yeah, and that's why it went on to, number number one, it inspired so much, but number two, it went on to make then three more films. So, um, so yeah. So, Chris, did you like Mad Max overall? What do you think about I do. It? I like the whole premise. I really like, I'd like to make a, like a Western, Australian Western, like, mm. and... It just fills my sort of uh, imagination. This because I do like the place and, I, and all the just what you can do with the the place and the the things that you can see there. I mean, it's just a great sort of setting, I think. But uh, like you say, the film sort of drops off, doesn't it? And yeah. doesn't really come back. Um, but you know, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, and actually, you know, there's no like real you know script or story massive issue you know there aren't any clunky lines as such it's kind of in its own world isn't it yeah you can there's nothing stands out as like terrible but um in dialogue department but um uh once you're in the world and you're signed up in some ways it's sort of quite good because it really just it it makes its own world so nothing can be wrong you know like yeah um Yeah, it's a well thought out uh, universe, isn't it? In a sense, yeah. yeah. Um, but like um, you know, yeah, well, it, it is and it isn't because they just haven't did. Like you say, they don't explain like what the government is and yeah. But I th- but I get the feeling they know that though that he that they they have thought that through. They're just not showing you, Alex. Overall, what do you think, think about Mad Max? I think I think it's a, the problem with it is a film that's better in my mind than it is in reality. That I do like, I yeah. liked, I agree with all that Chris has said. I liked that that there is a good bit of world building there. I did think the beginning was brilliant. I like how it all looks, but it really, whilst watching it, I was very bored and I was kind of wound up because I just kept thinking, "But we know where this is going, and you're just not getting there." And it just annoyed me. So I think in you know, I think that it's it's good that it exists and it's uh, important, but I can see why it had to be almost remade and re kind of rethought because I think this first version of it was not good enough. Yeah. Um, so it's a difficult one. Yeah. So where does the head, like yeah. the newer one sit in this universe? And is it 
long well, long after or what no the I, the idea sort of becomes that like mad max he's sort of like a character out of time he's like an idea and so right. the mad the max in each film is a different max um, right. Oh, okay. oh, actually, so Beyond Thunderdome and Mad Max Two, it's the same one, isn't it? Yeah. But like the 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 Tom Hardy one is in a different sort of universe to the Max. This Max because it's a lot Max more like post-apocalyptic in the newer one, right? It's a lot. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Mad Max Two is is that setting as well. Like Mad yeah. Max Two and Fury Road have a lot of similarities. You've got the, yeah. the gangs and the oils, things like yeah. that. This is the only one that's very different. Yeah. Um, but again, you can say, tell that is because he couldn't afford to do yeah what he wanted to do. Could he really? I suppose that's why it's like it is. I think as well, I read, well, that he actually, it wasn't really supposed to be post-apocalyptic. Right. Um, It's a 2015 interview with a &A, Q&A on a podcast, not our podcast. George Miller said it was not the intention when the script was written, said it in a post-apocalyptic world. This was done because they didn't have the money for extras and properly maintained buildings. In order to cover for this production value limitation, the title card was added at the beginning, explaining the story was set after a world war. This also accounts for why there is generally more of an established society in this film than any of the sequels. Right. So it's just because it it wouldn't look right to say it was now because where's the postman or where's the Mm. petrol stations or where's whatever. So he was like, oh, well, if it's the future, I can kind of not show stuff and I can film on shitty sets and it doesn't really get questioned. Mm. I guess. I guess that's his, Yeah. you know. I think the way I think about it is like that Max is a bit like Batman in the sense like Mm. he's, he's always got... He's got his origin story. In this case, his family's always been killed. Yeah, they can transplant that onto whatever they want to do. Really, you know. Yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah. So yeah, my my thoughts really echo yours. Sort of, it mm. starts well. It's weird because when we were going to watch it, because um, I'd seen it about a year ago, and I thought mm. how terrible it was, and that's just because I'm remembering the back half of the film, aren't I? Because mm. it does it end so badly. <laughs> so I was pleasantly surprised again to watch the start of it and be like, oh, actually, this bit is quite, <laughs> yeah, quite good fun. Um, <laughs> But no, it is just it just runs out of steam massively. Yeah, yeah. and it's a pity. Yeah, um, I do wonder though, because like you say, we do we we know that his family's going to die. We know he's going to go mad. I presume people first watching this, it wouldn't have been advertised. That's what happened, and I wonder yeah. how it would be watching it if you didn't know that she was going to die. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm, maybe, yeah. I don't know if that'd help in any way. I but... don't know. No, I don't. Uh, no, again, it's it's also like the other film it reminded me of is. Uh, Casino Royale, you know, in that bit in, in the last, towards the end of Casino Royale where Bond, spoilers, where James Bond goes, oh, I'm not going to be in MI5 anymore. I'm going to go and have a nice life with this woman. And you're just like, fuck off. No, you're not. Yeah, you're James yeah, yeah. Bond. That's it's obviously going to go wrong. This is just, and you spend half an hour just watching him having coffee and having sex. And just like, this is stupid. This isn't, and yeah. it, it kind of felt that it, it didn't really, the film wasn't, Mad Max was never really going to end that he was happy. But it no. couldn't have ended like that. No one, even an audience who knew nothing, would have seen enough films to go, well, this isn't going to end well. Like, mm. there had to be something. And it just it's just a waste. Like, it's almost a bit of an insult to the to the viewer, mm. you know, yeah. I think. But don't yeah. call it Mad Max. Call it Max's Escape or... Um, yeah. <laughs> or great, Max great, Nearly... Great title. Yeah, Max Nearly Goes Mad. Oh, I don't know. Annoyed yeah, goose or goose gets cooked. Maybe it should have been all about goose. Maybe yeah. they picked the wrong character. I like goose. Yeah, he was more famous, wasn't he? Than was than he? any. He was the top. Yeah, he was technically the top billed actor. Uh, really, oh, and right. wasn't it? Wasn't it dubbed in every other country as well? Including America. Yeah, I think in America it was dubbed. Oh wow! I don't know. Yeah, I didn't understand it. Yeah, because people couldn't understand the Australian accent. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, at the time, yeah, at the time of the film's release, the American audience had virtually no experience with them, therefore 
I had virtually no experience with Australian accents and therefore very great difficulty understanding dialogue with that <laughs> accent. That's why Mel Gibson's voice was overdubbed by another actor to prevent otherwise certain commercial failure in the US uh, due to Americans' rejection of unintelligible characters. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I'd like to hear the dub. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and one other thing, Brian May, it wasn't that Brian May did the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, it wasn't? No. It's an, oh. Austra- it's an Australian composer called Brian May. They mm. lucked out with that then. I bet they yeah. I bet they didn't tell people that. Oh, no. you've got Brian May from Queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You've got Freddie yeah. Mercury as the police chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's rank Mad Max. Uh Chris, where would you put Mad Max in a list of I would years? say a very enjoyable um <laughs> 60 something 60 yeah 61 61 so mm. below real steel and above collective invention mm. yeah uh, i'm all right with that i'm all right with that because it is a, it's a half a good film almost isn't it so it should mm. sit at that point i agree mm. what, what are you gonna what are you gonna propose Uh, I think it should be one higher. 60? Real Steel was real shit. Steel. Oh, yeah. you hate Real Steel, don't you? <laughs> but no, if you uh, both say 6 to 1, we'll do, we'll, we'll, that's fine. I'm not going to fight over one sure. place. Of course, yeah. Mad Max at 61. I think that's that sounds about right to me. Like you say, middle yeah. list. Um, I'm and, now looking forward to doing the other Mad Max films. So. Yeah, me. I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to watching them. Yeah, because I do... Yeah. I've got a soft spot for the, uh, the second one, definitely. And Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One day we'll get to that. Um right, let's go and get a trailer before we do something a bit special. So let's go and get let's find out next week's film. Buddy bum buddy bum buddy bum. Colin. Oh we're, right. we're here. Time <laughs> we're here from the past. Uh, That's to, a time crime. To give you a trailer. <laughs> What's a time crime? It is. It's a time crime, and we're talking about time crime. Hang on, I want to. Uh, I want to put a beer plug in first of all. We're going to. Oh, go on. What so beer are you drinking? I'm drinking a uh, breakfast shake by Siren Craft Brew, mm. an imperial wheat stout with coffee and cocoa. It says cacao, but it's cocoa cacao. in it. Yeah, cacao. Nine cacao. and a half percent of uh, bliss. Ooh, is it wow, that's that's strong. It's delicious, yeah. It's an imperial stout, so he's got to, you know. I can't drink them that strong, you know. Mm-hmm. We only need one, don't you? At this this level, I'm I'm down after like two. Yes, yeah, so I mean, I'm not like going on a session drinking twenty of these things. That's, you know, just the one. Anyway, there we go. Send us some beer, Siren. The internet's gone a bit funny again. Oh, right. is it back? Oh, hang on. Ah, now you've gone all funny. Is it you? Who's it? Is it me this time? Oh, it's Sam again. Hello. Was that you again? No, yeah, I think so. I'm back. Sam's gone. Hi. Okay. Is Chris there though? Oh no, is Chris gone? Oh my god. <laughs> I just on? assumed it was me, but it must have been Chris. Well, I thought it was me because it's always me, but yeah. Oh no, he's well, gone. Chris isn't is he? gone. Uh, well, let's just do this. Let's just do this. Let's carry on. Right. It... Well, I can I can synopsize. Yeah. So time crimes. Directed, written, and starring. Weirdly, Nacho Vigalondo, who went on to make Colosso. Time Crimes is 2007 Spanish science fiction thriller set in Spanish countryside about a guy named Hector who becomes mixed up with a naked woman, a scientist, a mysterious man with pink bandages <laughs> on his oh, face. Oh, he's back. And, are you back, Chris? Yeah, I didn't oh, go anywhere. Oh, okay. You guys you went. You didn't answer. We were saying, where have you gone? You weren't there. 
I thought you two had gone. My connection was still working. Oh, okay. And he gets mixed up with time This travel. is weird. <laughs> this film is weird. Uh, I've always wanted to see it because I've heard good things about it. And we haven't done time travel for a while. So just watch the trailer, Chris. See what you think. Let's watch I've the trailer. I've never seen it, so I don't know anything about it either. Mental. That's terrible. That title, that blue title. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. It, it comes up a lot on lists of things you've never seen that you should give a go to, like good science fiction or foreign science fiction you've probably never ever heard of. So, okay. And we haven't had a time travel for a while, so I thought, you know, why not? It can't be any worse than Sage Not Guaranteed, can it? So let's. Indeed. Yeah. Give it a shot. So let's go, let's go back to ourselves in the time crime, whatever it was. All right, bye. 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 It's it's time crimes, isn't it, next week? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Time crimes. Uh, before we go to social media, this week in pod time, not real time, it's Chris's birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. Thank you. Woo, happy birthday to you. Okay, I'll Cheers. <laughs> and as is tradition, uh, that means that Chris gets to pick a film for our second season of re-ranking. You remember a few oh, weeks ago right, I yeah. picked Predator. Uh, and so, Chris, what are you going to put in for a rewatch next um, April? I will put and, a, in... and your reasons, please, as well. Oh right, okay, yeah. Um, I will put in. Uh, see, there's a f- the problem with this whole thing, right? Is yeah, there's a few bad ones. I think are quite high, mm. too high. But I don't want to watch them again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. You got to. Can you? This is to the problem, it, so right? Down? No, no, yeah. Because I think, like, for instance, Mars Attacks is way too high. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, last and, year that's what you did, didn't you? You chose Ghost in the Shell last year to get it. Yeah. Pushed down, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what did you go for, Sam? Predator. I had Predator because I think she was number one. You, you want to go to but the top? Also, okay. But also, Sam last year's chose Wooly, but by the time we re-ranked it, it was actually at a position... I was fine was with it, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know... You it's a gamble, isn't it? It's a gamble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm... <sighs> Shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. <sighs> well, Alex, do the social media while, while Chris is a think. Let's have a okay, little... Right, so, social media... You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SF Rating System. You can email us at sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com if you want us to rate a film or have a comment or just kind of mad about Mad Max, think it should be higher, uh, or have a suggestion for Chris's re ranking. Uh, and then you can find us on our website, www.sciencefictionratingsystem.com, with a brilliant new list that is all clickable, searchable. It looks beautiful. Well done, Sam, for that. Thanks. I think I might try and get Independence Day higher. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh my oh. God. <laughs> oh, dear. Where is it at the moment? It, uh, 38. It's pretty high for Independence Day. Oh, wow. So that's, that's your choice, risk. is it? That's your that's choice. A risk. That's risky. <laughs> it, is, it is risky. <laughs> oh, he's doing it. He's doing it. 
you committed to that, yeah? Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, it, it was that. If people have been long-term listeners, that was like the joke for <laughs> the whole of the first year was a joke that Chris Wood wanted that to be higher. He's finally put his money where his mouth is. Is this not the third time we've watched this as well? Do we watch this first? <laughs> yeah, it will be. No, no, we didn't ever really watch it the first time. We watched it the second time. It's was the it? third time yeah, we've we reviewed it. we never really it. watched it the first time. That was the whole... Yeah, yeah. Well, we took it out. But yeah, it, it right, will okay. be the third time <laughs> the third we've ranking. reviewed it. Yeah, it's his third Jesus ranking. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So, that joined the list <laughs> for another watch. Well done. I mean, you're playing with fire there. Yeah, yeah. It's a high stakes game. I'm going to come with. Uh, I'm going to come armed with some notes. Yeah, thank God. Uh, Brilliant. Right, I think that's everything. Then we've got the re-ranking in. Um, join us next time for time crimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any any other business? No, that's it, isn't it? No. Have a nice cool. day. Enjoy yeah. yourselves. Bye. Bye.